ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire. It's like a revolving door around here. One, one pops in, one pops out. Unfortunately, Connor's not joining Grace, Ryan, and myself, Sean, today. But uh, we wish him a speedy recovery from his uh, little sniffly, sniffly doos. Um, it's not Rona. That's what we know, do know. Anyways, before we get into today's conversation, which we are going to be talking about the infrastructure bill, spending, inflation, we're going to hit the gamut of what's going on in the economy right now. But before we do that, do us a favor, like this video, share this video, comment on this video. Are things costing you more money? Are you spending way more money under Biden? Let us know if you are below. Also, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, if you're not a member of FreedomWire, please become one real easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Give us your email, and we'll start sending stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right, guys. Um, spending, spending everywhere, but not a dime to find, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, the, all the Democrats want to do is spend. They continue. They've spent five trillion dollars uh, since March, and they want to spend another three and a half trillion on a socialist infrastructure package. It's like they think money grows on trees, and they keep trying to convince Americans that it's going to cost zero dollars to them, which we all know isn't true in the long run. We're all going to end up paying for it. And unfortunately, this is just the reality, and we don't have enough Republicans, literally don't have enough in Congress or the Senate to stop it. So, Yeah, I was watching Biden, I think it was last week, his press conference, or he's talking to reporters, and he was talking about how the $3.5 trillion or, uh, reconciliation, you know, slash socialist bill will never, won't cost a single dollar. I go, I was like, wait a second. I didn't just, did I just hear that right? He just said $3.5 trillion won't cost anything. Isn't that kind of the point of its spending bills to spend money? Like he's, uh, he, he was trying to say like taxes will pay for it. Like there's no way you could tax hundred percent of the wealth. And I think you still get only like $2 trillion or something from people. So it's, yeah, not, it's, it's, it's not even true, but they don't have any fact checkers. These that in the media, they don't care. I mean, if you, if you fall for that, like you, you're just, you're very naive and I'm being friendly by saying just naive. You're a little bit more than that. But. We're already seeing the effects of it with the Dollar Tree. I mean, the Dollar Tree just said they can no longer charge a single dollar and they have to charge 130 or 150 or whatever it is. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's because of inflation. And that's exactly what uh, these tr multi-trillion dollar spending packages that we've become so comfortable in the past year, just whipping out anytime they feel like it. <laughs> and ultimately it's going to fall on Americans. But you remember yeah. the Fed. The Fed told us it was only transitory. The inflation. Yeah. It's, it's only transitory. They still have now, no solution. Yeah. Now Chairman Powell was backing off that a little bit the other day. Well, it might be able here for a little bit longer. You know, it's like. Uh, I think. think I think Dollar Tree should skip the middleman. Just call themselves Two Dollar Tree. Like this Dollar Fifty. Dollar Fifty Tree. No, that's just too, just too much. <laughs> just just go up to two bucks. And I'm wondering what's going to happen with five and below. Uh, that's a another fun store to go to. Everything's five bucks and below. But you know, here's the thing: it's not only inflation that's that's crunching, uh, you know, the the uh, the American dollar. It's also the fact that we have over sixty ships waiting to dock outside the harbor in uh, in L.A., Long Beach, Huntington, where all the where all those that sh those ships come in from from 
China, they're all sitting out there because number one, every every uh, country has different rules. Number two, they can't find workers to unload. Number three, they don't have truckers to transport. There is an incredible shortage of workers and then COVID red tape that's keeping these goods out sitting floating out in the Pacific. This is going to be bad. Do you like, like if they don't get their act together and get it together fast, we're going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, this is somewhat related, but I decided that I needed a printer (laughs) this week. So I went on to Best Buy today and I went in the store to look at printers. There's only one out of 20 printers that were in stock here in Palm Beach County. <laughs> and the guy was saying, yeah, this has been going on for months. We just can't get enough printers in here because of supply, supply chain issues. They keep saying it's going to get better, but it never does. I was like, wow, this has never affected me. <laughs> but now it has, and it's kind of crazy. Um, but unfortunately, that's exactly what it is. It's COVID red tape. And you, I don't think anybody would have ever thought in the advanced, the advanced technologically age that we live in, we would be seeing this kind of thing happen. Like we have all the money, we have all the resources, we have the product, we just can't get it to people, which is insane. So anytime the government gets involved of any sort, you can pretty much guarantee your prices are going up. It's a, they'll, they'll, their stickers like, well, we're going to make it cheap, but they have, somebody has to, you know, it's not fair to have high prices, but they got to pass the prices on to somebody. So when you, when you have all these COVID lockdowns and stuff, it's going to make it's the classic law well, economic scarcity. It's, you got prices go up when there's less goods. And then, and the fact of the matter is this has also been exacerbated by the Democrats, um, feeling like they need to extend unemployment for people who are not who are basically sitting at home making more money than they would working that mm-hmm. we don't have a shortage of jobs we have a shortage of workers that are willing to get off their ass and go make some money the good old-fashioned way like i get look i get it it would be great to be sitting around and playing video games and eating chips all day and making a paycheck at the end of the week i get it that sounds great but that's that's temporary, and that's and and that gets passed on to the people who are working. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a fix here, and I think the only fix is to eighty six about uh, eighty to one hundred Democrats, and and replace them with Republicans. And I don't mean eighty six like, I mean like get them out of office. But even that depends on what Republicans you're talking about, because a lot of Republicans aren't conservative, fiscally conservative either. Yeah, we're finding that out, aren't we? We've been we've known this for a long time. Now the tea that they totally turned their back on the Tea Party movement. I remember that was when I was really kind of getting involved in politics early back in the Obama, early Obama administration, and they they never lived up to what they were elected on, and they never usually do. And to your point, Sean, um, this is what so many people say, and I think it's a growing sentiment uh, among conservatives. It's like, let them do it. The Democrats have all the power. Let them try to pass their packages because it's only going to show Americans how it's really going to affect them in the long run. And Trump issued a statement today saying that exact thing. He says if if the Democrats are successful in passing this package, then he thinks there will essentially be a red wave in 2022 and there will be 40 more seats in, in Congress for Republicans and similar numbers in the Senate. So 
I mean, you can look at it that way too. It's not totally doom and gloom, which is very different from my perspective last week because I was very yeah. pessimistic. <laughs> well, I, I, I get what he's saying, but our country can't afford that luxury anymore. It, there's no way once, as we all know, once they pass that, there's no coming back from that. There's no, you know, pulling right. the reins back. On every, you know, the government starts spending they're gonna they're gonna be you know they're not gonna give up those reins so i kind of disagree with that strategy a little bit well it's not really a strategy because it's just saying we don't really have control right yeah. now we don't well, have no, any we don't. So it's well, like, wrong word but my point is i i get what he's saying but i, I that i mean 3.5 trillion dollar deal that's really the scary one is the reconciliation one that they're fortunately so far knock on wood joe manchin's holding on and so is cinema but if he doesn't, if they if they wilt, then that's that is a, a life changer in America. That's basically well, the government's got their their claws in us for the rest of our lives at that point. Well, yeah. I, I I think that's a sentiment that a lot of people have said every time a huge spending bill or 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 a huge you know infrastructure bill comes up, like you know it's one of those things that we say every time. But it's like, unfortunately, and as Grace said, we, we are powerless other than, you know, a coup, which isn't going to happen because it, this, they aren't actually being, um, you know, unconstitutional with what they're doing. So like, there's really no, not uh, right. We're just unhappy. People are just unhappy. And, and hopefully that unhappiness gets remembered at the, at the, uh, at the voting booth in 2022, because that's really all we can do right now is hope. I agree. And I think we should shed some light on what's actually in this package, which is uh, 2,400 pages long, $3.5 trillion. If two years of free community college, universal pre-K, additional child tax credits and climate change initiatives, all kinds of, so, this is all social program spending. It's pretty much all for the Democrats agenda. So this is something that people need to remember in 2022 and 2024, like you just said, because I don't think a lot of people know what's in the bill. They just know the price tag and that alone is bad enough. That's enough to hate the bill itself. But <laughs> the fact that it has so many of these uh, expanding Medicare and socialist type programs is really important to remember. Yeah. Well, in the words of Nancy Pelosi from 20, 10 years ago, you have to pass it to know what's in it. <laughs> at at 2,400 pages, what did that guy, who, who, who said it's like 1.2 billion per page? <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes sense. That's it's, crazy. It, I mean, but that's what it comes down. It, it comes down to like 1.2 billion per page. And twice the size of the Bible. I remember in 2000, yeah, I remember in 2009 when Obama passed the stimulus deal, it was like $800 billion. And it was like, holy crap. Now they're up to 3.5 trillion. Like, it's like, oh, only 800 billion? Yeah, can you believe it? Can you believe that's how? Unreal. That's that's where we're at with money now is that we, we talk, you know, but, you know, we also have trillion dollar companies. We never had that before either, but both Apple and Google yeah. at that trillion dollar mark. Well, I just don't see how, So obviously we're talking about the supply chain issues and the, and the, uh, affecting prices that way. But to me, the, the biggest worry and the, the only cause of hyperinflation is always in history is monetary, comes from monetary policy, which i.e. printing money. 
and and always and that's what they the feds i've honestly been shocked it hasn't happened by now like the super hyperinflation like we had like in the 70s when interest rates are like literally like 20 percent uh i'm surprised it hasn't happened yet but it's only a matter of time there's no way the laws of economics are very similar to physics in a lot of ways eventually they they come true so i don't see how that's why it cracks me up when the Fed keep talking about training. They, they're so full of themselves. They think they can just work the levers of the economy and, and just like, you know, adjust this lever and just this lever to make it perfect. Like they'll get it right. All it takes, as we've seen, is one negative shock in the economy to throw everything off. And what do you think happens in the long, in the long run if this continues and nothing's done to stop it? Well, well, the big worry is always, uh, if, so, so it's, back, it's really ironic that the treasury is still considered like the safest investment in the world, <laughs> the U.S. treasury. But someday when, it's, when we're not going to be able to afford that, it, it would probably be, that is when we're in trouble because if we ever have to default on our debt, then that drives the whole world into like a global recession, not just us. And then that causes inflation through the roof because they're going to try to print more money because that's what they always try to do. So it's just, it'd be a terrible, uh, the classic example of inflation, hyperinflation, it comes from World War II, or before World War II in, in Weimar, Germany, because what happens after the World War II, they had to pay off their debts, obviously, so they, and, to, and they had their own social programs, too, that were expensive, and they couldn't afford it, so they just printed money, there's famous photos of them pushing, uh, the Germans pushing wheelbarrows around and lighting it on fire because the money was so worthless. You can see actually a classic example is inflation today in Venezuela and Zimbabwe. You can see it. I mean, but the but those aren't like dominating world economies. Imagine if that happened in the United States. You know, it we're still even with this three point five trillion, we'll still be less than twenty percent debt to asset ratio. Which, when you really when you really think about it, and you look at a household income, that's really not too bad. Um, it ain't great. It'd be much better down around 10%, right? 10 to 12. But um, we're still kind of in the safe zone. I think once we start crossing that 20% debt to asset ratio, that's where things get a little dicey. Now, do we need to make the social media disclaimer that this is not financial advice? <laughs> no, because, well, no, because we didn't recommend any investments. <laughs> we didn't recommend any. I studied economics in college, but I, I did say finance, but I, 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 people always ask me about like stock advice. I go, well, that's not really my expertise. It's more bigger, bigger picture. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happens from here, but I do know that everybody who was struggling during the pandemic last year and everyone who lost their businesses and are still, who still may not have recovered. Um, they're the ones who are going to be hardest hit by the inflation that's going up right now. And people that Democrats say they care about and the lower middle class and people who live under the poverty line who shop at the Dollar Tree or the 99 cent store or whatever it is, um, you know, they're going to be the ones who are most impacted by this. And there's no social program that's going to that's going to save them. And I think a lot of those people are going to end out on the streets or in, on heart in tough times because I think once because now that the rent moratorium is over, they're going to those those complexes are going to have to make their money back up somehow so they're going to have to raise rent it's just common sense just just things like that are going to be issues for a lot of people so again government intervention sounds great at the time to certain people but this is the repercussions you're going to get mm -hmm. and i saw uh, today a report saying that 
for the third week straight, unemployment claims have risen um, in the past three weeks. So uh, even though we have such a major labor shortage, everyone's hiring. I, I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, I wish I was in high school right now because I remember when I was in high school, there were no jobs. I could not get hired anywhere. And I yeah. would love to be living right now so that I could pick pretty much any job that I wanted. And people are going on unemployment because they want to. And that's what's really sad. And if you could, if you could have got hired, it's like, it was, you know, low paying jobs. And I was like McDonald's, I seen up the road here paying $16 and offering $16 an hour at McDonald's. And some, I've even been by one down uh, that I drove by one that was like $2,000 signing bonus, a signing yeah. bonus. That's what they usually pay athletes and stuff. Like here's a signing <laughs> bonus. They're giving it to McDonald's workers. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy what's going on, but I really hope the Biden administration does something about it. They're not. This I'm is what they want. You have to root for them. Oh, no, no. You know oh, what? No, no, no. I, look, yeah. here's the thing. You can't, this is, you can't root for them to get what to, because they're not going to fix it. This is what they wanted. They're getting exactly what they wanted, which was their claws sunk deep into Americans' pocketbooks. That's what the, that's what's happening. Now, Americans are going to be dependent on them more than ever. And, and, and this is exactly where they wanted to be. This is, this is them not letting a crisis go by without taking advantage of it. And, and we can't count on them to do anything because this is what they did. This is, this is their doing. You know, they, they, they at some point, they got to stop blaming Trump and go, oh, wait a second. Trump's not the one that banned fracking on federal land. Trump's not the one that banned a pipeline and put people out of work day one. Like, I mean, these all of these things that, that Biden has de- done has put America behind the eight ball. We, you know, we were at energy independence. Now we're having to get it back again from OPEC nations. What the heck happened? Yeah, remember how great things were before February 2020. Things were flying high. People were getting good paying jobs. The minimum wage was already going up everywhere else. And the average wage was going up for um, middle-class families and gas prices were down. It was a great economy and they want you to forget about all of that. And they were successful in the election and they're still successful today. But I think that the longer Joe Biden and the other Democrats continue to do these packages and policies, people are going to want to change. It's, like I said before, it's like the perfect... The, the perfect storm to create another Trump win in 2024. Well, not to mention, they also want to undo, you know, reverse the Trump tax cuts and the corporate tax. They want to raise corporate taxes is one of the things they want to do. And Jen Psaki said, well, a reporter asked her on Tuesday, hey, um, so, you, you know, Biden said that, that you know, nobody's going to have their taxes raised under $400,000, but this those corporations are going to have to pass those costs on to consumers. So in a way they are paying the burden of the taxes. What do you, what do you think about that? I'm paraphrasing how he answers with the, asked the question. He goes, well, it's not fair that they raised their prices. That was, again, I didn't, that's not an exact quote, but that's basically what she was saying. Like, Oh yeah. This, we are, we are led by idiots. Well, she, I don't know. The thing is she's <laughs> right. It's not fair that companies do that. And, but that's just the way the world works and you can't make your decisions off of what you think would be nice and utopia. <laughs> well, 
I, 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 um, anytime I hear the word fair and not fair, I think of a liberal because that's all they ever say. It's not fair. It's not yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. to life. By the way, there's no such thing as fair and there's no such thing as complete equity. And a free lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fair is always in the eye of the beholder, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably a good place to end it. Yeah. I was, I was about to say the same thing, lady. Um, <laughs> guys, thank you for watching. Hopefully you liked what you heard. Even more importantly, hopefully you agreed with what you heard. If you did do all that stuff, we asked you to in the beginning, like, share, comment, do all that stuff. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Start getting these stories. Start sending them out to your friends. Pass the word along. Help us fight the litocracy because that's what we're doing here. We're, we're doing God's work as I see it. Um, you guys have anything you want to part with? Say good, saying adios to the people. I'm just going to go grocery shopping real quick before the prices rise in the next two hours. Mm -hmm. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching. Remember, you're Americans. You have rebel blood pumping through your veins. Stay free and God bless you guys.